Yeah, we're back on the slump because Sabes. Back in the pit. Yeah, I didn't feel like doing a video today. Sometimes I just can't. No one knows that there's no video. If a video is recorded in a forest and no one sees it, <laughs> did it even happen? Yeah, well, for the people that we had prioritized for a second there, we're back to what we know, which is lounging around, talking smack. So we're not abandoning video. I just, some days I can't be bothered. Some days I just feel like looking like shit. Some days I just want to like, no neck, you know what I mean? Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, is what they say. Yeah. It's funny because like, we stay consistent on this pod, but we aren't consistent with our posting lately because we've been fucking busy. So just eat that, everybody. I'm actually happy about it because I was in the void there for a bit, which we discussed last time we spoke on this pod. You're always in the void. Yeah, Staring yeah. at the void, bathing in the void. But like, there's no issue with the void, except sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm done. But like, you know, it's just a bit of a process to get out. I never completely get out, but like, I need to have some balance and I feel a bit balanced now because I've been active and tada, I've been taking my meds, but only half a Dexy a day, which you kind of talked me into. I actually did a recording yesterday, which went for two hours and I'll see how I go with releasing it because it got real. Look, I've talked about being scared of my meds for a long time because of the addiction stuff, but I do think that I was overdiagnosed with the quantity I was having and I've started taking half Dexy a day and it's really fucking helped me. And you were like, you should just do it and see what happens. And I'm like, well, look what's happened. I've been very productive. That's right. So feeling good about that. Take the meds as a prescribed. I know. Well, that's the thing. It's like such a curse that I'm like, oh my God, I feel guilty about the meds that I was prescribed because I literally have ADHD and all these other things. Well, I'm taking my prescription, which is a heaps normal <laughs> half day hazy. Oh yeah. This is the hazy. new range. And I'm definitely fishing for a sponsorship. So heaps normal. Let's go. Hey, look, if you want a couple of sober elites on I'll your rep- roster. I'll rep it. Hey, look, I'm not mad. I drink this quality non-alcoholic beer. It's good. Too good not to be wasted. Like, what a tagline. They've done a good job. Actually, a few people I know are affiliated. Not going to What is the brain? There's a walking brain holding. Is that a paintbrush? Yeah, I think it's like, you know, keep your creativity going. Keep those juices flowing. The graphic designer was like, this is me. Yeah. So anyways, being productive. I reached a milestone yesterday, which only you and Jay are aware of. Actually, I think I told a couple of other people within my very, very inner circle. I've finished my first book. Hell yeah. It's been a fucking long ass process of thinking about it and then somehow managed to smash it out in maybe three weeks or less. Whatever it was that I said I was in the void to now has been the process. I'm obviously nowhere near finished. I've got to do a lot of editing, but like it's all on paper. My deepest, darkest demons are all on paper. So now they exist and I can't take them back and I have to stare them in the face as I edit. But I have no idea what to do with this book now. It's one of many because I'm writing series, but just FYI, if I've been off the grid, that's what I've been doing and I feel good about it. I sound pretty apathetic but it's something i've wanted to do for a really long time i can't wait to read it on my kindle yeah <laughs> i mean it's probably gonna be a pdf and you'll probably be one of the first people to read it but look not gonna lie like i said it's all my demons it was very triggering to have to re-traumatize myself to be going back to those places and feeling all the feelings that i felt at the time which was you know it's a high school book because, you know, I do skew young adult fiction. It was also very healing in the way that it's almost like everything my therapist was like begging me to write in my journal, but I was too scared to. But then I found a lot of freedom through writing in a fiction context, which a lot of authors say that. They say that you can find freedom in fiction. So feeling good about it and on to the next one And after I finish all this editing. But that's what I've been doing. What have you been up to? Booking flights, going to Big Sound, going to Byron, working hard. 
Yeah, you've been busy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going to uh, the music industry Christmas as it's been dubbed. So <laughs> yeah, be wait, cool. what month is it? I was like, is it Christmas in July? Christmas in September for all the A&Rs and the label <laughs> yeah. reps out there. So I have no plans. I don't even have a ticket technically. Just in the mindset of just book shit because you won't regret it and then just have fun. and make Abundant it. mindset. So we'll be doing the same at South by Southwest. We're going to go up there. Yeah, I'm not still, coming with you to Big Sound, but I will join you for South by. Still no ticket, but once again, it will fall on our lap because that's what's going to happen. Also, Listen Out will also fall on our lap because yeah. I have to see Ice Spice, Lil Uzi Vert, Skrillex and Forte. Like I might even just buy a ticket if it doesn't happen. There's no reason for me not to. Look, if anyone's there. listening and you can plug us up, like come on, be a, be a mate and just plug help it up. out. Just plug it up. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> Are you talking to me? You're looking at me. No, that's what you said. That's what you say. Don't be a bitch. Here's the thing. I just want to clarify. I, that learn, I... I learn all the potty mouth from you. <laughs> potty mouth, podcast mouth. That's my joke. <laughs> that's my joke. Anyway, who cares? Uh, I mean, I do I do still jokes, and especially with Bronte. Yeah. And Let's I acknowledge sort of, it on it's it. Like they come in one side of my mouth, and then out the other side, I'm like saying it to someone else. And everyone's like, that's hilarious. Yeah, so you don't even use your brain. It's not even <laughs> in one ear. It's in uh, one mouth one's in your face I one's use... in your ass <laughs> anyway sorry so, moving along wise, da- wise down and does a pod once <laughs> i know does a pod I... off camera once and it's just like you should have seen that kick that you did <laughs> this is the thing all right eats a burger in the afternoon once and it's oh, just yeah, like look... beaming have you had your meds today yeah i have had my meds today that's weird because usually when you have your meds you're not hungry but you you're fiending for a burger, which no, I'm here for. No, no, I am. I'm not hungry. Like, because here's the thing about Dexies, Dexamphetamines. You know, there's some appetite suppressants nice. happening because I'm only taking half a day, which is much less than I should be anyway. I actually have an appetite, so about sometime in the afternoon, I'm not as g'd up, and also I'm kind of hungry, and I was just fiending. You know what happened though? I was like doing some work, unnamed client, whatever, and I was populating, you know, some restaurants in a list, and I looked up the Gimlet cheeseburger which I've yet to try. Yeah. And what do we have? Do we eat when we were there? We went there once with Sal. Were we know. drinking at the time? I don't think so. No, I think we were. It was a while back. Yeah. And we so had, we had a, was one oysters? Of the, yeah, maybe a gimlet and some oysters. Like force-fed myself oysters. It's always Christmas. And I'll just give the oyster a try and I never just still don't fuck with oysters. Yeah, it's not for everybody, but I've been meaning to go to Gimlet again. We walk past it so much because we go to so many gigs in the city. Actually, do you want to recap? I think it's important to recap the highs and the lows. High low. Oh, your new favorite term. That is my new favorite term. But we got catfish to go. Oh, God. And it wasn't anyone's fault. It was just an accident. Look, I don't want to shade severely because. We went to a restaurant. I can't even remember its name. That's how much. It doesn't matter because you don't want to like take people's livelihoods away. But we went to a, what you would dub as a classic. Melbourne eatery. They well, use, the people is, love so... using eatery and discoteca. There's yeah, no, but it words. wasn't even it wasn't even the discoteca realm. No, it was, in like, a, it was the, a bit more twee than that. But the there realms was... are share plate eatery, and then there's discoteca. Like, and this was an in the eatery basket. I would say that it was more in the I have a really large natty wine etc list, yeah. and then food on the side. Yeah, like they call them snacks. This is the thing. I could understand if it's like you've got a big wine bar menu, and then a small snack keep you fed so you can keep drinking menu this was the catfish so when you've got a giant list of wine and people are there maybe just to drink and then you've also got food that is priced at this is how crazy oh let's not get that let's build up a little bit well like when so you've get... got a small menu of what looks like it must be like fine dining or some shit because it's quite a small menu next to a lot well, we were meant place. to go to a casual pasta restaurant that isn't 
wildly expensive and it was booked out. So our friend booked this place last minute and we rock up and then No we, context. Like she I don't even think she's been there before. She didn't know. Maybe she'd gone there for wine. She didn't remember. know, we didn't know, no one knew. But um, we were trapped. So we get in there and it sort of had like a I guess it felt kind of premium in there. Like it felt like it of- had it. You know what? It wasn't a font core establishment. It was a classic font establishment. Yeah. It looked like, I don't know, Helvetica core. It was premium ish. It definitely wasn't Kmart faux premium. Didn't have like the most premium feel. So I was like, I was kind of like, you know what it wasn't? Okay. It was modern in the way that like it wasn't old. But it didn't feel modern in terms of trendy. It didn't feel relevant. Yeah, no, it didn't feel relevant. It felt like maybe it's a bit of a not quite an institution, but it's been there long enough that people know it. Yeah, it's got the it's trademark. Got the lo- it's yeah. got all the trappings of being a trap, and it was a trap because. But you know what? It wouldn't have been a trap if it were drinking, because if you just went there for a wine, like you how much is a glass a of wine though? Like eighteen. Who knows? Because I don't drink, so I wouldn't know. But the point was that there was mostly wine being consumed in the front because the location was so premium. It was the equivalent of like an inner north version of like a seaside restaurant. It also has like a one word Italiano name, which has all of the feeling of, you know, kind of like how could this go wrong? Like bistro vibes. Yeah. All those names. And you're like, okay, everything about this should make sense. So we get in there, we sit down. The thing is they seat us at the back where you can't escape. It's not like a yeah, but it's still a, dining, it's a dining, it's a proper dining Well, the area. other thing about this place, because I tried to assess it before, because I was all like, I'm in, in this like free-flowing mode at the moment where I'm kind of like, you know, don't just completely decide what you want on the menu, like live a little type of mood. But I did go on the website just to get a vibe book because I didn't know what it was at all. And there was no prices on the website. And that usually is a red flag where I'm like, oh, oh God. Really? There was no prices. No, there was no prices. And I was just looking at the food kind of as a top-line assessment going, oh, yeah, like, you know, you kind of see pasta on a menu and you're like, how expensive can it be? All right. So we are putting a menu in front of you. Now in your head, how much do you think a pasta costs? Now keep that number in your head. This is like a magic trick. All right. Now carry on. Okay. So I'm seeing pasta on the menu and it's such a small menu that I'm like, okay, it's got a smack. Like, yeah, you think it was it, small. Well, if you think about it, it's like if there's only a select number, it's like you think, oh, that's intentional. Like it must be good if there's only yeah. a select number of things that they have to ride with these things. Yeah, you know? and if you have small menu, as we see, as we're watching in the bear, you know, you assume that they're nailing those three or four different items. Yeah, exactly. But like, anyway, small menu and like I'm talking starters are about Oh, I'm actually sick. Like oh, so $24. We sit, well, we sit down. It's $24 for a starter. We open up the menu and yeah, we start from the top. I mean, I was like, because <laughs> usually the first thing you kind of see is the, is either like the market fish or the 300 gram ribeye or whatever. And, you, and they're the ones that you're like, oh, like 72 bucks. And you're like, but this was like every item was expensive. was like crazy yeah. price. And I was like, where is the cheap version of anything? And yeah. it didn't exist. So, okay, let's just skip ahead. So, so at that point, starters, I was, I was were, starters were $24. Like, let's just give them the floor price because uh, like it was – it was kind of that thing where you're looking through the menu and you're like, and you're reading it again and again, and you're like hoping that every time you read it, like you'll be reading it wrong. Yeah, you hope you'll like every line you're going down, <laughs> you'll find the one that sort of has the cross section of good price and, you know, probably going to be enough food, all that shit. But none of this was adding up. Oh, it just got worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you went shit, down. All right, on. Yeah, my friend Mahalo was like, she was the first to say, as the person that booked it, she was all like, 
wow, it's really expensive. And I was like, oh no, that means you haven't been here. And I'm like, it's not your fault. We were just picking a spot. We really were. I just we're assumed. In the, we're on the Wild West now. Yeah, I assumed that she knew it because she knew the other place. And now we're all catfish. And we, like I said, we're in the back. There's nowhere to run. Unless we climbed out the bathroom window or something, it was just not going to happen. Yeah. First and time I'd considered doing a runner as well. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there was no escape. It was so deep. So the service was awkward. Yeah, they were really awkward. They almost were like competing with each other. You know when like, yeah. did you see that? Yeah, I end? did see that. But let's not skip ahead to, let's go through the whole process. So we're in there and I'm kind of like, there's a few red flags as you walk in. First of all, I'm like, when you arrive and they're kind of like, yes, there is a booking. And they're kind of like almost a little bit uncertain. I'm like, oh no. And then they bring you to a table that I'm like, why is this table too big for us? Like, first of all, it's on kind of a little bit like stools. And there's like definitely about six or more people could fit on this table. There's only three of us. That usually is a red flag for me because I'm like, if you're really popping like on a Friday, why would you give away a big table to a small group? Yeah, good point. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like... I didn't even notice. And it was also on like those stools yeah. that have the sort of half back, which is still a stool. Like, don't try and turn this into a chair. It's a stool. You hate sitting on stools. When you're I eating. also have a real problem. This is another one for all of you restaurateurs out there. But if you're going to put me on a table that's high enough off the ground that, first of all, I don't even want to put my bag on the ground, especially if you have designer bags or if you care about your shit. First of all, I don't want to put my shit on the ground because I might step on it. I might forget it. A rat might run on there. Like, you never know. Yeah. There's probably a hook on the table. No. There was no hook. Oh, there was no hook. No hook under the table, which I'm like, Captain, put a fucking hook under the table. Captain, no hook. Yeah, or I have to put it in my lap, and the problem with that is I might drop food on it, and then if I put it behind me, I'm going to fall off the chair. So see how I'm in a predicament. So where would you put it? Well, I put it on the table because there was an mm-hmm. extra three seats. Which is probably deemed as rude in some cultures. Well, if yeah. If you put that in front of my mom, she'd crack it. I know, and I know that. That's like wearing a hat inside. Well, I do that too. Do well, I do it too because I'm a modern woman. Anyways. True. Feminism. <laughs> exactly. This is what we fought for. This is the patriarchy like breaking down in front of us. Yeah, exactly. It's a beautiful thing. I'm a warrior. But anyways, the point is it's not even like I wanted to do that. It's like there was nowhere else to go because I had to fight for my life to stay on this fucking stool. Oh, fuck. Anyways, so that's I hated, just- I hated it so much. <laughs> so that's just this experience of sitting down. Then you got like two different waiters trying to serve us. First of all, you shouldn't have two waiters. They look like step siblings who were just trying to be the best waiter on the floor and I was like you're actually both kind of ordinary at this and they yeah one of them they were kind of like elbowing each other being like fuck off it's mine and I was like you guys are weird it was almost like they were like a normie version of frost children I didn't say it at the time I thought it Anyways, oh, not the point. The point shit. is now we're sitting there and this has happened. They brought over the menu. The doom has happened where you're like, oh my God. So floor price, starters, $24. Yeah. I can't even believe it. I don't even want to know what these starters were now that I know what the mains were like. I remember saying the word octopus. No, I think that was in the main. Was it? Like, I'm telling you. No, I, I think s- that was like starter where it was like squid octopus, like the little mini ones. Because there, mm. there was also squid eating pasta, not to ruin the next part. But yeah, carry on. I don't like octopus. Like, it's too gamey or something. Ugh, no. I like calamari. I like and calamari. I actually don't mind the octopus tentacle, but I don't Ugh, like no. the little octopus. I don't like that. I especially don't like that. And I don't, I don't like saying the brain. word puss this much in future. <laughs> I don't it's, want it's to really eat brain either. So just FYI. You don't want to, you don't want, yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting weird and I'm not into this. No. Moving on from there. Now we're in the mid-tier. This is scary because they are in the mid-tier and I'm you're like... about like tears down your face? Or you yeah, talking? well, yeah, pretty much. That wasn't even mid. It was way more intense with the tears on my face. High amount of tears. Yeah, yeah. 
high concentration of tears. Anyway, so now we're in the mid-tier pricing. <laughs> so fucked. I think the floor price might have... Was there a mid have... or just high-low, as they say? Yeah, I guess it was all high, but yeah, I think that the pasta was $36. Oh, yeah, that was the mid, yeah. Yeah, there might have been one that was like even more basic that was 34 and then like most of them were like 34 36 38 yeah at that point i'm like you're competing with like premium restaurant prices 38 dollars is <laughs> disgusting like i know because what i was reading was like not i think that's what you sort of do when you're looking at the price and the name you're kind of trying to something about the dish has to sort of go oh yeah that's why it's that and i was like pea and ricotta tortellini no, it was ravioli. Ravioli, 36. And I was like, where's, what is the catch? Like, where does it? Yeah, like the, the pasta's cheap. The peas are cheap. Where does the truffle, like, what yeah, is Yeah, where's the here? truffle? There's no truffle. There's no seafood. So I was just why, like, why are we here? Hutching. I was like, give me any sign. Like, give me any sign. This is going to be worth it. And then it was, you know, squid ink, spaghetti, whatever. No one, no one fucks with squid ink. Let's be honest. I don't like, fuck with squid that Squid ink is not. I'm not really into seafood pasta as someone that identifies as pesk predominantly. Like I can't, I, there's a lot of it that yeah, I'm like, like, I think a prawn works in seafood pasta. I don't think a fish, like maybe a salmon, but you also ordered a weird salmon pasta once. And that was oh, kind what of. What was that place called? The one that Christine took us to? Uh, I don't know. That was like an old school place. But, but that place was like an institution. And I was like, okay, I get the legacy. This place was not an institution. Yeah, I would not put a fish in a pasta usually no and there's no hats worn at this restaurant or at the table or in the kitchen no, so you're talking about michelin hats yeah yeah or on my head as as mentioned earlier but anyways yeah, so no hat restaurant yeah so was... moving along to now we're at the top tier of the list i also felt like am i out of touch do i not go to enough of these restaurants and then in a way i was happy to have had this bad experience to be like you know what you're not crazy the world is trying to just fuck you it, and it's also like you're crossing off items you're like no not getting that and then what was the next thing look i can't even fucking remember was what the restaurant Nah, basically skipping ahead to overpriced pasta into, because, okay, I don't think we don't go to enough of these restaurants. I think we go to quite a few, but we're just being modest because we're not trying to swag out. Yeah. We've eaten in a lot of great places around the world. So, and you are a good cook. So it's like, you know what you're talking about when it comes to what is worth. This is the trap of being in a restaurant environment because you get wrapped up in the excitement, but I just don't fuck with pasta at restaurants i just never i feel like i make a good pasta at home you do make a good pasta at home i love pasta at restaurants when it's done well there's been a few like pellegrino 2000 was very good like often i'm just like i see you i'm like i see what you're doing here guys you're charging me what do they say out the ear for this crazy like pasta is quite cheap but here's the thing i would rather go and get pasta at somewhere like mama's in Collingwood, yeah, exactly. where I'm just, it's going to be like home cooked and it's just like eating in excess yeah, and it's yummy, you know, like I love like a home cooked pasta feeling. And plus you make such good pasta, whether you make it fresh or not, like your sauce is elite. Well, and not is- to say that I'm just going to stay at home and not enjoy eating at restaurants anymore, but like the it's thing just- with pasta is it's not meant to be complicated. So that's why I'm kind of like, what are you actually charging me for here? Well, the best pasta we've eaten, things in it. the best pasta we've eaten probably like, you know, somewhere in New York, in Little Italy, like that's somewhere that I've had great pasta can't even name places like this is the thing is i don't even just simp over different restaurants that have like clout it's just like is the pasta good or not and sometimes you can pay a lot of money and it's not going to be as fulfilling as eating that home cooked style of food anyway like even eating pasta in italy like there were some really good times and there was some pretty average times yeah and also there's different 
types. Like a dried pasta doesn't have any eggs. Usually it's not made by the restaurant, but a fresh pasta is a different story where it's handmade and luscious. And I love a fresh pasta. That's, but, that's you know, a like vibe. a good example of that is the 1-800 lasagna mm. like model. You know, like uh, I don't cook anyway, but like I'm not going to sweat over making a lasagna, which takes a bit yeah, of true. time, you know, like you, then you have to make once, so much. I don't think lasagna is once in a – probably make it like once a year or twice a year. And also you like have to make it in big batch. So it works for families yeah. unless you're like batching it out to eat at work because you're meal prepping the most carbs ever. Exactly. It's like. It's a crowd pleaser. Like yeah. You... It's, a, it's a sweet little treat, you know. But yeah, there was no lasagna on this menu. No, no. So, okay. Back to the menu because we just need to give some context on places that are better than what the fuck just happened. So anyways, we order the ravioli, which is the cheapest pasta dish on the menu. And I'm like, you know, you expect a little bowl. Maybe it's a big bowl if we're you trying ordered, to find dining. I was toying with that and you went for it and then, yeah because i was like i don't know what else to get and then i went for the what do you call it like a it was a veal cutlet veal sh- sh- it wasn't even a cutlet it was like a schnitzel schnitzel veal schnitzel thing and i with and a side salad ca- capellini i think it's called anyways moral of the story is you and mccullough both got that and yeah. we kind of just you know went about our business i think she got like a drink we got we, were and just... we ordered some side chips some fries yeah i was like i don't know if you need the fries uh yes you did definitely need some <laughs> I think the bowl of rice is like $12. So we order, yeah, it was 12 And we, So we order the, the lot. <laughs> and then, and we like, the other thing with these restaurants and the waiters is you can see the judgment when you don't order a starter. They're like, they're disappointed. They're judging you. If you don't know, not ordering a starter is one thing. Not ordering alcoholic beverages when oh, yeah, that you is are like, in a bar. Like if you're if you're in a restaurant that has a bigger bar menu than they have food. When the, when the narrative is... <laughs> Restaurants only make money on booze and then you order fucking like lemon lime bitters, you are you are the enemy to I know, this is, I think everyone involved. Well, this is the thing. It's crazy when like not drinking, right? The problem here is you have more money to go to these restaurants, but you're, you've got a little black mark against your name at they these restaurants. They may as well just be, they may as well just say, <laughs> just like leave. They might as well just be like, just fuck off. Like you're actually costing us money by being here. Like please, yeah, actually please just, get out. Luckily have... I'm ordering heaps normals, which are well, yeah, ludicrously that's... expensive. Well, this is the thing. If you're, if you're a restaurant and you're smart, you'll have a big, and this is what I've noticed with the front core establishments. If you're smart, you'll have a big non-alcoholic beverage menu because you know that these hoes like us who aren't drinking will feel obliged to yeah. buy a non-alcoholic drink and you'll but make even more profit. What was funny when we were in Europe is that they weren't even trying to do the impress the hipster thing, but soft drinks were often far more expensive. Oh, dude, reason. I swear. I paid like, I think spritzes were like $4 in yeah. Italy. And, and like then Coke, Yeah, Coke was 6 And, I and was I'm like, what is that about? This is how much they are discouraging you from ordering non-alcoholic or whatever. But I also think it's because the taxes on alcohol in Australia are so crazy that you have to mark them up severely sure i don't know i don't know well also maybe because they buy them in large batches with like coca-cola or whatever you have there and individual servings so you know what i mean they can't they can't water it down either we order we chat we fuck around and then (laughs) and then it just drops in front of us and michaela and i got the same thing (laughs) we sort of and i was also in my head like all right i don't want to be rude about any of this like i'm wait no let's also put the price of what you paid for you paid 42 dollars yeah, so my little well, you might as well. This have- is the thing. I ordered it, going okay. It's forty-two. I'm here. I don't care. I'm just gonna go for it. But I was thinking, I was like, this is gonna be a big, a big boy. Like it's gonna- yeah. You're almost like thinking like I'm at the pub and I'm getting a schnitzel. Yeah, I'm like, all right. It's forty-two. I'm like, that means it's gonna be the the little crispy craggly. It's just like 
You think out. you're at, you're going to be at Una's in Sydney and you're going to get a big old, there's because your head. Or like Pellegrino, it was like this big thing on the bone and it was like. You're such a sim for Pellegrino. <laughs> I mean, no, it's more just a reference because I don't go, I haven't been to many Italian restaurants of that caliber recently. So, and we ordered pretty similar dishes. When I went there, it was like this, you know, we were sharing it, but it was like falling over the plate and it was, had the bone oh, and it was, it was so yummy. sauce yeah. on top. And it was just like, yes, yes, yes. Nah. This little thing comes along. This the plate, <laughs> the plate suited the size of the dish, which was like I'm gonna say it was the size of maybe if you open up like a fold wallet. Was it even that big? No, dude, it was a closed fold wallet. Closed folded wallet size. Oh, it was probably about the size of my palm. Yeah, your palm, not mine. Yeah, and it was tiny. And it was thin. And it sort of had this shape, like it was squared or something. It was almost like, is this like a little McCain's <laughs> meal? Like I literally was like, is this a McCain? I don't know. You know a, what it was is like? This a part, like if I went to the supermarket and got a man-sized McCain, or would they call it pub size now? Good change. It would be bigger than this motherfucker. You know what it looked like? And this is what was really a scam. It looked like they did have the Una style. It was one of those. And then they were like, we've got to cut costs. We'll cut it into six. Yeah, well, they were, yeah, well, they were like, they got a little, like, a Christmas cookie cutter, and they were like, let's just, <laughs> let's just cut this out. Let's not make it too big. So it's tiny, and, and it's cut- flat, like it's flatter than a nugget. Yeah, and it's kind of this thick batter. I thought it was a bit like panko. Mm, it was too thick, and then I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't realized that yet. And then it was comes with this salad on this tiny little plate. So it's already not much space left on this tiny little plate. And then it was just like half a handful of Woolies Rocket with a little, <laughs> like a little lemon on it, and maybe some fennel or some parmesan or something. I don't even think there was fennel. Might have been a it little bit of parmesan. It was skimpy ass little like rabbit side food. salad. And yeah. I love Rocket. I love salad. And I was like, this is wilted and small, and it was not appealing. And they just sat next to each other. And <laughs> what else do you expect with this? Maybe a slice of lemon or like a nice little little aioli or something. Like nothing. It was just not giving generosity at all. And I was like, wow, we're in the belly of the beast. You know what it was? It was like we ordered from the Macca's $2 menu. Dude, I swear a McChicken <laughs> fillet was bigger than this. Mother- no, it was. This. I told you it was like, it was flatter than a nugget, a McNugget. And it was as small as like a fillet of fish Remind patty. me of a corn fake meat little frozen patty, but once again, smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't throw shade on and fake had the meat. Same, it had the I same sort meat. of texture in it. So It I, was yum in the way that anything that's deep fried is yum. Yeah, but you know what it was? It was, it's like they cooked it in butter. It almost soaked through the breadcrumbs instead of crisped it up and i was like it's too buttery like it's, <laughs> like butter is delicious it was just not it and then your little oh, your little pasta comes along dude it's okay i'm not even gonna lie the plate is about the size of like a fucking saucer that you get with a coffee like around that size but it's like gray and it's kind of got like it's a bit more premium as a plate like it's got a wall on it but basically it's got some melted butter and like i swear it was six but it could have been eight tiny little ravioli but i'm telling you this ravioli was so th- like the pasta was so thin that i it almost like disintegrated in my mouth yeah and okay so not in a good way no and it's not like when i want ravioli i'm thinking it's going to be like that homemade pasta shit i don't know what this was it was you know what it was giving me gluten-free it gave me gluten-free pasta it was shit it was and then just- no and even worse so you think okay all right, you've got butter and you've got some gluten-free pasta, essentially. And then I'm like, all right, the filling has to be where it's going to pop off. Yeah. Because I think it's like pea and like ricotta or something. Yeah. Which already I'm like, classic, how, classic how can mix. I? 
how can they like make this premium? I'm not even joking. I'm thinking there might be frozen peas. Yeah, which are <laughs> like, actually, you know, actually probably better. Yeah, but there's like, okay, so if we've got like six to eight raviolis filled with what, six peas each, do the maths. What, 36 peas in total from a frozen bag from like Woolies for $2? Like what is going on here? Why is this $36? And that's it. And that's it. And I was like, oh. it was like a burnt butter sage sauce, and it was there was just nothing there. And it was like the opposite of when you have food that's made with love. And this is this like share. This is this whole share plate world that we're living in, where they want you to order for three people. They're like, you know, get five things, get five mains. And I'm like, if you want me to get five mains, I can't do it at forty dollars each. Like that's Bro, two, that's two hundred bucks. I like, know. And I'm I? like, is and where crazy? am I? Where the fuck am I? If I'm not even gonna get a cloud out of this, then what's going on? Like, if you're marking up for the clout, fair enough, because it's like, it's almost a joke on you for like going there in the first place because you just wanted to be seen or you wanted to say that you went there or because you fell for the marketing, whatever. But it's not even that. Like, there's none of the that. Real, the real tell was when I looked over to the right and there was this round table of three couples who I thought was eating, but they were just doing the ordering the wine bottles Friday night, just, you know, a few bottles of wine, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw one of them, they were kind of wrapping it up. And then I saw one on his phone. She was ordering a pizza <laughs> on Uber Eats for her impending arrival home. And I was, firstly, I was like, oh, they just ate and she's not full. Then I was like, no, no, no she's actually just ordering because I haven't eaten. But then now I'm realizing, I mean, I don't know if they cared, but I'm just reading it as they looked at the menu and like, nah. This is not for me. I'm no, gonna... I. you're like... And I, I was would... jealous. I was like, I... Yeah, she's I probably thinking, right like, you've got two, three wines or you can have one, you know, like, wallet-sized bill schnitzel thing. Yeah, my narrative for her was Sarah had been dragged to this restaurant and she was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm fucking $70 into one bottle of wine <laughs> at this point. I'm just going to order a pizza. And I was, like, super jealous. Yeah, when you're, like, boldly ordering a pizza and you're like, I'm not even going to question the $5 delivery fee, you know something's up. So we got through it. She's gone solo pizza on these hoes. Like- we sort of gently went through this as if it wasn't, like, done in two bites, just trying to, like, pull <laughs> Sorry. We had time to kill before we were going to go see the birthday party film and we had time to kill. So I was doing we were that like, strategy where I was like, if I eat slower, it'll feel like I'm eating more and that didn't work. No, it was that, over before not, it even began. That's not a thing. So anyways, that works. we did that. Everyone's devastated. And then next thing we're like in the city and we're kind of like, all right, what We'd are we going to do? We'd already decided. We're like, all right. Oh, and we, the fries were there as well. Oh, yeah, and the French fries. fries just stale and cold and i was like and just like what? a smallest bowl ever and i'm telling you it's 12 dollars. like probably a size the serving size if you put it in a bowl it was probably about a small macca's chips macca's fries this whole place was not it and i hate being scammed yeah so, and it wasn't even a scam restaurant i just think they well, what's crazy is that we're like let's just assess the google reviews just to get a vibe check four and a half out of five stars you liars exactly unless this is the thing though and this is why you can't always trust these review systems because it's like they're probably being like four out of five for i got wasted what's the thing like the world doesn't know what's up i mean bronte and i especially have super palettes so well also yeah. you and jade love to leave a review <laughs> But usually it's like you'll leave I actually leader. don't love no, – I love, actually don't leave a review ever. You I just, do leave sometimes reviews. I, no, there's a – It's I don't leave them frequently. I get – there's sometimes I'm compelled because I'm so disappointed that I'll go – it sort of – it sets off an alarm of like this could be your, you know, once every couple of years 
review time anyway we decided we're hungry we're gonna go get chips well we went to the city and then we couldn't fucking find anything <laughs> we bumped into Brody, and she was like if you're going to the forum go to nando's we couldn't be sure if there was still a nando's i don't know we if the nando's find it well she said it and i remember there being a nando's but then you were like on the map i can't see it and we're like let's not take the risk i was the only place i know that is definitely there it's too late i was like yeah. we we went to nando's in london once and it was like nine and oh, it was that closed was the worst. So. i really wanted it then but anyways we went to lord of the fries of Flinders street station and i was yeah, like this smacked. is what it's at it smacked it did but then when we went to sit at fed square and those seagulls were surrounding me and that got a bit scary we went to a restaurant a few nights ago new restaurant near us cool name good graphic design everything about it is appealing to us to tell you the story of how we uncovered this place because it's kind of close to where we are <laughs> We discovered it because it's right there. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. But also, like, I was kind of walking and then I saw this is literally how it happened. I saw this place because I saw a tradie and I was like, that doesn't look like a regular tradie. That looks like a hot boy tradie, like one of your mates that is a tradie. Yeah, the one who's. It, they look like the inspired, unemployed type of tradies. Exactly. So, anyways, I was like, who's that? What's going on there? Like, good location, you know, hottie tradie. And then see another dude with like kind of haircut dude where I'm like a hospo dude you know like yeah. young hospo dude that's all I see I, I don't really see much it was yeah. I was at lovingly, a distance lovingly crafting their new establishment for the hipster masses yeah so there's location there's like stuff that I'm kind of seeing and then I see the outlines because it's daytime the outlines of a neon sign in a nice font with a good name it's almost like they open up this area knowing yeah, yeah they like know that the target swarming we're just like crawling around like roaches just yeah. like waiting for our next like feeding negroni center Anyway, so that's what's happened and I have already Googled it. This is how, like, see, when the marketing works, like, this is the thing. I mean, they it's were like, already on all of the good well, they already websites had a, already. Yeah. They weren't even open. So the PR machine doesn't sleep. No, and the Google location was already set with some good graphic the broad, design. The broadsheet alarms ring. When they get a whiff of a new establishment, they are just buzzing. Yeah, so... They've got a pod as well mm, on Listener. Yeah, that makes sense. They're also back in print. How so, much can you talk about? I mean, we just talk about food. Like, yeah, I mean, like, what are you now? saying? Like, the bear is popping right now. Like, YouTube... But I feel like they're not Shorts, roasting reels, anything. TikTok, all of the food content is the they're only not, thing that gets naturally engaged in anymore. They're not flambeing anyone. They're just sort of reporting that things are open. Well, I think they're also putting like, their stake in the ground to get that SEO up. Sounds boring as. Yeah. I would listen to it <laughs> in saying all that. You literally, this, this is basically the broadsheet on Listener Pod I'm right now. I'm a sucker for food content. You are the biggest sucker for it. And like I keep saying, you have that chef life in you, you know, like you but love cooking. But that to me sounds like, I mean, I haven't, I don't want to roast it too early, but when there's a pod that doesn't actually have a take and they're just sort of explaining what's happening, I don't know if It's that's, called advertising. You mean they're building content to advertise with? No, they're speaking on behalf of their advertisers right. slash building alliances. True, true, true. And I mean, people, I still go to Broadsheet. I think it's- like, I go there all the time. It's like, it's really about Broadsheet and Urban List. I can't trust Google reviews. That's the thing. That is literally the thing. They should do a partnership. This is a good, here you go. Incomes. <laughs> Incomes, the business ideas, which we are available for for hire. Yeah. At a pretty decent hourly rate or day rate, if that suits you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, <laughs> they've done this at Melbourne Airport, actually, I've noticed. They have, you know, those news screens when you're picking up your luggage. Have you seen those? Yeah. So they have these, in Melbourne, they have this kind it's very like sleek and it'll be like catch an uber here's what's happening in the news and then broadsheet has the kind of hot restaurants they've sort of weaveled their way into the airport and i'm like we need that but the review section of google needs to have like a broadsheet filter on it or something 
Yeah, do a partnership with like Google. an editorial because there's everyday people reviewing things, which I feel like is one thing, and then I want to see what industry wanna, says. Yeah, I want to see what like the right people are saying. Yeah, on Google. Yeah, you want the pull quotes from like trusted voices because it's easy to do a fake Google review. Yeah, and I don't want 500 word breakdown. I just want to see like star rating. Yeah, let's just do like a Goodreads system and just be like, give me a blurb. Shout out to Bennis, actually. Bennis Dennis, who runs Soupfluencer. Have you seen that? Yeah, you told me about he's it. He's got his own soup reviewing Instagram. He does like a four category rating. It'll be like quality of ingredients, taste. And he just does soups. And I'm like, you know what? That's what I need. Yeah. Well, then you just got to find your people like that other dude on TikTok, the one that's like, is this place good or yeah. did influencers I get paid? The other day. Oh, what did you say? Because he was like, looking for buying me places, where should I go? And I was like, here and here. And then he replied being like, yeah, that one's been suggested. So I might go there. And I was like, love it. Sweet. His name's Noah. Someone needs to hire him for content. Anyway, yeah, he's very good. I've seen it and I've done the Googling. Is it a discotheca? Uh, I think it's pizzeria. So there's pizzeria, discotheca. They're the main two. You don't even have to show me the font. I know what it looks like. If someone can explain to me in the DMs or when I see you next what discotheca, where that's come from. I know it's Spain. Like Italian. Or Italian. I know it's what one, it, of, one of the two, because I remember Jay kept saying, like, I want to go dance at the discotheca. <laughs> but no one, this, all right, this is my point. No one is dancing at the discotheca. Well, it's like, just, there. people are just appropriating the yeah, idea the of thing, this, though. like, 80s I think, opulence. I think that if you are going to call it that, you need to have a dance floor <laughs> And a area. disco ball. No, you don't have to have a disco ball. I think. Just think, okay, my perfect example of what a discotheca would be Laser was Pig. Laser Pig. Yeah. yeah. Laser Pig pulled that off so well. They had the disco ball. They had the DJ. Yeah. That's what you need. You can't just go with discotheca and then every time I go there, there's no dancing happening. Yeah, and it's like kind of awkward. Yeah. So anyway, we go to this place. We went with our friend Rachel. Yeah. We have a few friends called Rachel, so it's a bit confusing. Shout out Rachel. And it was good. It was no, good. it was good. And you know what? Just Pizza remember, was good. Just remember it's like quite early on in its inception. Yeah, like we're talking two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like They've this is two weeks a freshie. To... And it's full. Like it's full and it's like a Sunday. They've had two weeks to um get the knuckles in the dough, you know, like they're they're doing a pretty good job. And yeah, and it can only get better, right? This is a bit of a problem, is that the pizza is obviously the star of the show. The price is fine. Like, it is what it is. But the starters, I was like, what is this? Like, they had a charcuterie board, which was, I guess, cool. We didn't get that. And they had this whipped fish dip. Cod thing. Cod with, I didn't really know. I didn't really read it. And then it came and it was served, <laughs> it was a whipped cod dip with just leaves and, like, I think it was a radish or a swede or whatever, like or a celeriac or something. The last thing they had on the menu, which we didn't get, was they called it dressed leaves. And I was like, dressed leaves does not sound appealing to me. That sounds like flimsy. Why would I order that? I don't love eating salad that is of that description. Like yeah. if I want a salad, like I'm not going to ever just gravitate towards the salad. Obviously, since I stopped eating meat, like I feel like I'm more inclined to get a salad, but like I want some warm elements or I want some like yeah, a nut. nuts in there or cranberries or some shit. Like, I just can't just have... I want my salad to be literally busting a nut. Yeah, and I or I want it to be, like, simple enough because it's on the side of something. It's an obligatory salad. Yeah. I don't want dressed leaves in a bowl, especially for sharing. Like, that's yeah, fucking weird. Yeah, dressed And we ordered... So we didn't get that. We got through that. We ate the pizza. That starter dish, though, was fucking weird. I agree. It kind of tasted like you got a tub of, like... French onion dip. Yeah, it was that, <laughs> that vibe. vibe. And, and it like, wasn't it wasn't a great dip. There was no smoke in there. It was wasn't banging. Yeah, and then it was like these weird leaves where I was like, what what is going on? It felt like a Gwyneth Paltrow snack. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like it felt like a hot girl dinner. 
That's... Yeah, yeah, that's like a packed lunch, hot girl packed lunch. Yeah. The pizza was good. Pizza was, was good. And but then... they did not have chili oil, which I didn't like. Well, exactly. So we finished up, great night, good times. I had no issues because I booked through this booking, I guess like an app. That, you know, there's like all these different apps. And yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. It was one I'd never heard of. And, you know, they're really good with the, they do all the auto replies and da-da-da. And then so I got this email. It was either that night or the day after. And it was like, thanks for coming. Feel free to leave a review. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to leave a review. But my reviews, I'm not here to like destroy someone if they haven't hurt me. So I was just like, if I was running an establishment and I was stressed out of my mind, maybe I don't have enough like negative feedback coming in, like constructive criticism. I would appreciate an anonymous constructive feedback coming back. So I was like, I'm going to just send, <laughs> I'm just going to send a delicate paragraph. It was delicate. Just a delicate paragraph. I think I it was could... even a smiley face that you put at the end. Well, let me, should I, should I do it word for word? Go on. Oh, here we go. So, <laughs> so they actually had four different categories of stars and I can't remember, but it, it equated to four out of five. So it rounded mine to four out of five. And I said, they were like, what would your suggestions be? And I said, non-alcoholic beer, brackets, yawn, but would be nice. So that's one thing. Well, as we said before, you're losing money by not having an alcoholic beer because yeah. now you're just going to drink water. The other thing they had like $12. Oh, like organic cola. $12. Yeah, that That's was crazy. crazy. I'm not that was that. the same price as the dessert. And I don't want a cola. It's not hard to get a couple of heat. Like there's literally a bottle shop next door. Just just go get a, a six pack. It's not crazy. This is also just for the general masses. Like I'm just speaking on behalf of people that I know. So non-alcoholic beer, I think some more hearty, simplistic starters, grilled prawns, salads and walnuts, etc. True. Yeah. Like I think people want that stuff. I want that stuff. Yeah. And then I said, pizza was yummy, smiley face. So no issues. And I said, oh, and chili chili oil in bottles would be good as well. Thank you so much. And that's all I said. When I asked for chili oil, it was almost like a chili capsicum. No, you know what it was like? like it was like it was um, almost like a dip that they like liquefied or something. No, it, it tasted like the um, marinated Nando's. Yeah. It Same did. texture. It had a Nando's sauce vibe and I was like, it was yummy. And I actually like. But they it. gave you like the smallest amount and I was like, we have two whole pizzas here. Yeah. Is it sort of a faux pas to do chili oil? Like, is it shameful? Like, why am I? Well, why is it everywhere then? Because people like it and it tastes good. It compliments the food. Is this sort of like a fuck you like if you're gonna ask me for this i'm gonna give you like a little bit in a no i feel like they just hadn't thought of it yeah so i was like that's something people want so that's yeah exactly if you're gonna leave reviews which i think more people should in this way the world would be a better place yeah this is why uber is successful this is why airbnb all these things it's like the rating system keeps things tight imagine you didn't have a crowdsourced rating system you wouldn't know what to book yeah i think that there was also something missing in the vibe i don't know if the music was too quiet like not that you want it to be really loud but it was always like a little bit silent in there maybe because it was yeah. a sunday but like see i'm not, a I'm, bit not here to attack, I'm not here to attack the vibe for no them. i'm I just think... saying that that was my feedback i was like it's that. kind of like vibeless it's like a people have their vibe in their groups but it didn't have like a holistic it was almost like the pizza was good surface was fine the vibe like there was nothing unifying it like i think because it's quite new it didn't have its own personality yet you know what i mean yeah the paint hadn't dried yeah it was just a bit like an empty room with like a nice neon light and like all of these little areas that were very segmented yeah 
but like that was what was missing. Like, not that I want those servers that are just going to like pander to me and like suggest that I get more food, etc. But like something like that, it just didn't feel consistent in the way that I just felt like it didn't quite have an identity yet. That was pretty much it. I would definitely go there again. Maybe not yet. I just want to give it some breathing room. Maybe they'll take some of this feedback and I'm sure that it will be successful regardless just because location and there are places that aren't completely ticking the boxes, but like are successful anyway. And there's always new places to go in Melbourne. So people are always going to try new things, especially when it's got all those little write-ups everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening to the Good Food Guide. (laughs) See you next week. Anyways, so moving along to some other things, because I don't even know how we got this far into the food tour. So another thing we've been doing, well, you've been doing and I've been shadowing and then we've, I've watched a couple episodes with you is watching The Gruen Transfer. And I think it's funny because... The show where they analyse marketing. <laughs> yeah, because we kind of do <laughs> that too. Exactly. Yeah, it's like so sadistic to watch it. It's like, am I trying to like cosplay like I'm at work in my own personal time? I enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's fun to like watch it because I, ugh, every time I watch anything on the ABC, I'm like cringing at myself. Yeah, that's, like, I, that's I, the feeling. I think yeah. the feeling is this is some fucking nonna shit. Like I'm sorry, yeah, like not, I, nonna, not nonna, nana. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know where I've- I feel like, 100. Yeah, like I don't know where my red glasses are, but like <laughs> I need to put them on to watch this show. I love the ABC but it feels (laughs) it's just so lame like it just has no sex appeal no and they know it too that's why i think this show is funny because it's really self-aware about it like they're kind of just like taking the piss of like we know that this is way too serious but anyways but that's our bag yeah yeah, analyzing the marketing of yeah yeah so do you have any marketing you want to analyze well i just wanted to flag a couple of campaigns that we saw recently this is the angel Um, the angel transfer yeah yeah the first one that i saw the other day that i was like all right i must discuss what's working about this was the Adam Driver Burberry campaign that's out in the wild at the moment. Where he's... <laughs> it's such a thirst he's trap. just topless with his six-pack out. Yeah, holding like a horse in his hand. Like he's got like its chin in its hand. Yeah. And then he's like sweating. All... It's a... He's been rained on. I can't tell. Oh, yeah. He's been rained on by all the Brooklyn girlies. I mean, look, I never got the Adam Driver thing. Like I kind of was like, yeah, he's hard, I guess. And, you know, like after seeing House of Gucci, I was like, oh, God. That was just like that movie did not help him because that movie was so bad. But... Then when I finally did get around to watching Girls, I was like, oh, I see why Bronte just loves him because, like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. So and he's fucking built. Like he's, He is built. He's so built. Like, for someone who's this sort of soft, like, hipsters are not meant to be that built. But he's, like, super built and has yeah, been yeah. since the show and remains built. I just, what kind of sport do you reckon he plays? Like, is he a gym dude? or is he like he's like... a gym slash cardio guy. He's got muscle definition, though. He does that thing where he's like, you know, when they like sit up kind of in like the butt is on the ground and they do they like twist their yeah. ball with the ball type thing. I reckon he's mm. doing those. Because there's definitely some strength training going on, but I, he's also got muscles that I'm like, I reckon you played sport when you were growing up. Like he's got broad shoulders. Maybe he was a swimmer. Yeah, he could be a swimmer that, or like, like okay. a pot, water polo or something. Yeah. It's like very he's... hard to do. I've tried that once in high school and it's, no. it's impossible. Like he got, he's got that kind of, yeah, the broad shoulders that give me athlete energy. He looks like godlike, you know. Yeah, Adonis. But, yeah, Adonis, that's the word. Yes, exactly. So I saw that ad on tram stops and I was like, it stopped me in my tracks. It did. No, I was like, I pointed it and I was like, Harry, look at that ad. And then we stood there and waited for it to roll back around because I was like, you must see this. And I was like, make sure you take a photo and send it to Bronte, which you did. And I'm like, wow, the marketing worked. Like, this is the most primal 
marketing you can do and yeah. perfume like fragrances have not strayed from like completely leaning on vanity this whole time like i don't think that they've ever strayed from that like you know things have gotten a bit more whimsical obviously like with petra collins and like gucci and you've got your mark jacobs daisy ads that are a bit more like i mean i guess it's like hyper feminine in that way but like a lot of these other ones the man- <laughs> the manly perfumes have always been the same it's called hero burberry hero eau de parfum not nah, crazy <laughs> Crazy vibes. <laughs> like, if you look at his face, he's got, like, horse-like features. He's got, like, yeah. a kind of elongated face, and then he's next to this horse. So it's, like, yeah. really playing into this, like, Tarzan He's giving, he's giving horse. You know, he's, like... He's giving stallion. He's giving, like, primal energy. Funnily enough, Bronte actually was, like, I had... <laughs> out to go here but she was saying how she had a really big crush on mr tumnus from narnia who's a half man half horse is that what he is like what's that called wait no i don't think he's half half man half horse is sagittarius is well i'm a saggy but like a saggy thing and then there's also the one that just has the two legs not four what is that called there's a name i feel like it's something really obvious what is mr tumnus oh he's a fawn it's giving me fawn energy and look up what sagittarius man horse is (laughs) sagittarius man yeah, yeah, man. centaur centaur all right so we've got a centaur and what's the other one a fawn yeah so putting adam driver shirtless next to the horse makes you almost immediately think that he's not human like i can't see the bottom of him so i'm almost like is he a fawn or is he yeah yeah he could be a centaur exactly. like that's it he looks like someone that could be a centaur yeah and this horse could also have a human body so we don't know we, can't we don't see. know we can't see either but it's just implying it and again it's hitting those primal urges and also the levels of fantasy and folklore, which, you know, everyone well, the other, loves a little bit of The other perfume ad that we saw was Johnny Depp. Oh, Sauvage. That, Sauvage. Which they, I can't believe they're still running this ad because this ad has been out for a while. Well, he was not guilty, so. Well, yeah, it's like now that he's not guilty, Allegedly. it's back in rotation. They're I mean, like, I actually old. remember seeing that ad throughout the whole trial. I don't think they've ever turned the ads off for that. So okay, so they've just been running they really, this whole time. Really, they're really writing for That Johnny. ad is so, like... Like, let's put aside the whole case and just go purely, like, what the fuck is going on on the screen. You've got Johnny Depp looking like Pirates of the Caribbean, like, masculine. He's playing a guitar in the desert. That's it. That's the whole ad. Yeah. It's just celebrity. I mean, that, that's, you know, when you go to the airport and you're like, that is just all you're seeing when you're there is the biggest celebrities. Perfume and fragrance industry is just so, it must be so fucking big. Like, it's part of the luxury industry. It's you know aspirational. what I mean? Yeah, but it's also luxury. So it's like LVMH. Oh, LVMH. <laughs> like, you know, they own a lot of these brands. They own a lot of shit, bro. Well, the fact of the matter is the luxury industry is like fucking huge. Yeah. And crazy. I mean, wasn't that when Dua Lipa released hers? Yeah, Dua Lipa's was that song. Was that- oh, I can't remember. But the thing about Dua Lipa's ad, here's the problem with celebrities that don't remain consistent aesthetically. She kept changing her hair. So they had this ad. Was it Paco Rabanne that she did it for? I don't, I don't feel like it was. <laughs> I, like, I still remember that time you got that Paco Rabanne at the Rolling Stone party. Because they were giving away Paco Rabanne at this Rolling Stone party. I got really wasted. And then at the end, I think I took two or three bottles and I <laughs> sold on eBay. <laughs> and they sold. Oh, Look, man. this is the circular economy. It was that or they were going to go in the bin. So they should be grateful. Free promo to the you know secondhand market. YSL? Oh, YSL. Yeah. So the problem with the Dua Lipa ad was that she changed her hair and therefore all the creative that they spent millions of dollars on became redundant because everybody knew that that wasn't her current haircut yeah that's how you say fuck you to 
the company. You yeah. Go, I'm a different person now. Yeah, there's no continuity with this ad in her hairstyle as it currently stands. So was it Robert Patterson that was in the Dior perfume ad? I'm, I, I'm pretty s- sure it was Dior. Well, there was also the Hunter Schaefer fragrance. Oh, the Angel. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking genius though because it was Hunter with Charlie as the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, that was a really well executed But one. the funniest part's when at the end they have to sort of whisper and also speak French. <laughs> it's always like, what was Hunter's? Mugler. Yeah, they always have to like- She's like, Mugler, angel. <laughs> yeah, like so sensual. It's so weird. But that's what I mean. But it's I would so do anything. Primal. I would do anything for that amount of money. Yeah, so it was Dior Homme. So- Dior oh, Yeah, but the Robert Patterson ad is like, obviously I'm a Twilight sim. I'm team Edward. But like that that's ad- what? Black and white? Yeah, yeah. That ad, there's a specific one where he's at dinner with his girly. They go under the table and like they're making out. And then it's like a, basically a fucking sex scene. And you're like, what is going on? That's hot. I mean, he's on the red carpet with a backwards hat. He's looking pretty fresh. See, here's the thing. Robert Patterson, I just love him. Here we go. For his personality and everything. But like, you know, I had a conversation with a friend that I made on Depop. This is actually a thing that happens. And she was like, no, nah, I don't think he's hot at all. Like I'm team Jacob. But That's like, crazy yeah but she was just like i just don't find him attractive like i get that it's his vibe and robert I was like, is he's sexy like yeah. i find his personality and his look up there yeah and the thing that and this is the one thing that i can say that i understand when people like i don't get it well two things one of the things is he is such a freak that he almost like leans into his disgusting pig thing like he'll be like i always bring up this gq interview that he did where he's like I'm so gross. I just eat tuna out of a can. Like he's just obsessed with being like normal. And I think he actually is. Do you think the tuna he's eating is, do you think he's going bottom like, of the barrel or do you think he's getting he's a, like somewhat decent? Cause like if you imported, a, he's getting imported fish wife. If you're getting, <laughs> yeah. Like if you're eating a decent tin tuna. Now nah, it's no longer, nah, the vibe was no longer like, a girl's dinner. It's the just vibe like, was he was getting like John West, you know, like he's just, yeah, like you the, know, when you're edging down, he's doing what Maddie Healy's doing right now with the bad boy era. It's like Robert Harrison is yeah, like, He's sitting on the couch and he's like tidy whities with a fork in the can just watching like Seinfeld reruns. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just trying to be like relatable in that way. But he is because apparently my friend Leo said that she saw him on the tube once in London and he was like just chilling. Yeah. Because, like, mean, Brits are a bit like that, British celebrities. They're kind of not happed the way – not everyone, but, like, it's not as hectic as being in LA. So you almost get away with this behaviour. Yeah. But anyway, so there's that. But then the other thing that I think people are like, if they don't like Robert Patterson, there is – and I, it's sacrilegious for me to say this, but is it sacrilegious because he's a vampire? It's like his deteriorating size lips. Like over time, and I don't know, maybe he was like getting his lip liner outlines when he was playing Edward Cullen, but like his lips have gotten smaller over time. And I feel like maybe people aren't into that if they like fuller lip and that's an issue for them. And maybe they don't know that's why. But I, as someone that I am into him and I, he's up there, I'm like, I can admit that he has got quite thin lips. Like when he played Batman, especially because he only had the lips showing really, his eyes and his lips. Yeah. It was very that. evident. I really want to see that actually. How have you not seen it yet? Are you serious? I think I almost had a crack on the plane. Yeah, I mean, speaking of enhanced lips, I want to bring up the enhanced games. Have you heard about this? The what? Enhanced games. Enhanced two games? No, the enhanced games. So an Australian entrepreneur, venture capitalist guy wants to create an Olympics where substance use is allowed. That just sounds like a fucking rave. And it's not. This is not a. This is not a fake story. Like this is on. This is in the major newspapers. Like he legitimately wants to start a substance 
filled Olympics, which I actually think, firstly, I would watch that. Secondly, I've actually thought that before. I'm like, if you're going to have one Olympics, which is just purely absolutely no drugs, clean or nothing, I'm like, why can't you have a separate Olympics where, you know, you don't have to be like jacked on steroids. If you want to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, it's like, you, I will, reckon... you will see some crazy world well, records Well, this is the thing, down. no, but that's why I think it can't happen because it's like putting a robot next to a human. This is where it gets dangerous in the AI world because but it's maybe like... this is how we defeat AI is just by... Becoming well, I, it. I think there's a part of the world that has the intrigue where they're like, well, what happened if? But no, but this is the thing. It's like the whole Guinness World Book of Records or whatever. It's like if you break records under substance abuse, then it overshadows the records that already yeah. existed for non-substance abuse. It would make everything else look boring. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, you think that's fast? Well, this <laughs> guy that was on crack is way faster. And now it's like everyone's like... But the crazy thing, if you think about Usain Bolt, right? If he's running 100 meters in like nine seconds, there's only a certain amount of seconds that a human, even if you have the best drugs, you, you can't run 100 meters. But like- that's what we know because you're not allowed to do that. But if you did, let's just say you plied someone full of like speed and coke and crack, it's like maybe they would run faster than Usain Bolt and now we have a problem. Oh, yeah. But I'm like how – if nine is the world record for 100, like how much quicker can you go? But this is what maybe, I'm saying. Maybe you could shave, shave off a second if you're lucky. I don't think you could Yeah, go- but a second still is a second when it breaks yeah. the record. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's – you know, I don't think anyone's ever going to run 103 seconds. Like, that doesn't sound right. How do we know that some dude in his teens isn't already running faster than that? Because it's like that whole thing you said at the start about, like, if it happened in the bush and no one saw it, whatever, yeah, that yeah. vibe. It's like, how do we know? Because that is obviously not going to be recognized by yeah. the institution. Yeah, so, like some, yeah, some Spanian character is just bolting <laughs> yeah. down the street and none of us saw it. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you don't know that. pivoting off that quickly as well, and I haven't dug too deep into this story, but apparently the Loch Ness Monster has been spotted and now they've sent drones out to find what is now being called Nessie. I mean, Nessie is the name, but like, firstly... Everyone's got this affection name for this hideous monster called Nessie, which I find. All right. Well, I think that you just calling it hideous. You haven't even seen it. Uh, uh, it's actually a good reference back to Twilight because that's what Jacob, when he imprints on Bella and Edward's daughter, the weird narrative of him imprinting on the daughter and he calls her Nessie. And she's like, you called my daughter Nessie after the Loch Ness Monster? There you go. I didn't even realize. Yeah. So we are now back at Robert Pattinson's lips. <laughs> Like, do we really need to send drones to find this thing? Like, what? Just like, let the intrigue happen. I mean, you got to give people something to believe in. I look. I'm not here to demonize the folklore of these things. Like, do you it's think like the Bigfoot. Like, I don't fucking know all of the animal species in the world. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, how would I know? I've never fucking been to Scotland, or is it even Scotland? I think so. Yeah, like I've never been there. Like, how would I know if Nessie's real or not? I need this drone footage to show me. That's like when they found like big cats in, I think it was like Penrith or something. They thought they saw like pumas. Well, you know what? The real question is what happened to those three boons? (laughs) That is literally the question. Like, I still think about it sometimes. I'm like, what happened to the three boons though? Nobody is addressing this and we're not trying to make this a conspiracy theory. Actually, pivoting one more time. (laughs) This is a quick triple pivot call me a synchronized diver um because there's a person outside our window right now in an udi which oh, just no. they love there's this one balcony that we see from our room and there's just all of the housemates have different udis and they all just sit outside and smoke and it's just well this hilarious. is the thing this is the whole like vaping versus smoking it's like you have to fucking work for that cigarette and it may involve wearing an udi and like you know love to punch a dart but i'm not putting the udi on Hello. no 
Like, I love Ugg boots, but I won't wear it. These guys have Woodies and bean bags, and they're just, like, crouching out there. But I flicked on the free-to-air TV You love week, a free-to-air moment. I actually moment. love free-to-air TV. You do. And Shark Tank Australia came on, and one of the judges was the Woody founder, who, fair enough, like, I actually can't stand the guy because I can't stand the Woody, but he is kind of a branding dream. He kind of looks like a... You have to respect like his hustle, player. though. I think you also respect his hustle in the way that not because you want to be a founder of Hustle but like he's very successful and he's done a really good job even if he's putting the worst stuff ever out Yeah, in the world. I don't know if I say I respect him, but it is what it is, you know. He's a good judge. I feel like I he, he's a good give... one to have for like young relevance. He's good on the show because all of those inventions are like kind of in that realm. Yeah, like, it's like... We... Do we even need or this? Not. I just want to give shout outs to Shark Tank because I fuck with Shark Tank. I like that show. This is what I mean about that younger relevance. Like I know the show Poe girl and then the Woody dude and then I don't know who the other dude is and then, then there's a yeah. Titan guy. And then there's a like an older woman who... Oh yeah, and the other one. Who like keeps saying that she's she's like, I'm like an AI expert. I <laughs> made all my money in AI and I'm like weird flex and also how. When I had COVID a year ago and I was trapped in the room for a week, I <laughs> you did. got oh to God. day five <laughs> out of seven and I started watching Shark Tank America and I was like hooked. Like I was just like It was that in TikTok. That's I the remember. reality that is the reality TV that I want. You can keep your maths and your fucking love boat or whatever it's called. Love Island. Love Island. No, this other one, like under I know the one you're talking about actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need that shit. You know, Gimme Gruen. They seem to enjoy the marketing and business reality shows. You know, I should oh, yeah. watch the this, apprentice. I mean, I was gonna say, I was like, is did this all start with Donald Trump or what's going on? You're fired. I mean I did watch it when I was young. Yeah, it was pretty funny before he became as sinister as he is but there as was, a character there was one guy on the shark tank who came in it was this Vietnamese guy he had this insole that he'd made and it was made out of cork and he was like this is the only cork insole on the market and I was like firstly I want that because <laughs> it had this arch for the for the arch of your foot and I was like hell yeah it was 80 bucks but you know what the problem is with cork and I just needed flags before I don't know what you're going to say but when you think about the bottom of a Birkenstock and you think about that disgusting footprint of sweat that happens yeah which is why i don't but that's what happens but insoles happens in soles anyway yeah but not as badly as i would with that like that is like sweat absorption but he was saying like cork is the one he's like it has great absorption exactly and it keeps it no like like not that absorption like (laughs) Like shock shock absorption then one thing i find funny about the show is that the show's premise is that people are coming into pitch right but I'm like, they're so staunch on the pitch. They're like giving nothing. They're kind of trying to like tear them down. And I guess that's the friction of the show. But I'm like. But that's also what it would be like with a VC. Like they're going to ask you a yeah. million fucking questions before they don't just hand over the bag unless you're an Epper baby that has like a large family and friends network. Yeah. So he pitches and then, you know, seemingly boring. It's just like this dude comes in like, you know, friendly looking guy is selling a cork insole. It's like whatever. But then he's like, you know, like my family, we came over here from Vietnam. Vietnam, like on a boat and like attacked by pirates and like my dad was successful in Vietnam and then we came over here on a boat and all this shit and I, like told this amazing story and it was just like wow and all of a sudden they are all just like obsessed with this guy and then the American guest judge he starts crying and he's like crying because he's an immigrant from like Poland or something yeah and he's like my dad did the same thing and like you know and were like, they crocodile tears or is he legit no, he completely broke down and wow. was relating to this guy's story and all of a sudden four out of five of the sharks went in on the same deal for the insole 
And Crazy. he took the deal. And I was like, that's the power of storytelling. That is the power of storytelling. So but- if you're going to sell your fucking pizza utensil or whatever you have planned, tell the story. Well, there was another one. That the only one that I watched with you was um this guy, Kiwi Dude, I think. It was a combination skin product. Yes. And I can't explain that. I can't I remember. Well, I don't remember the name, but I do remember the tagline was, it's like a double date for your face. And the tub Sucks. was really cute because it had like a yin-yang kind of shape in there. And it was like two different types of, I'm assuming it was some kind of serum or moisturizer. I didn't pay enough attention to the details, but like when you have combo skin, it's like you kind of have different parts of your face almost Yeah, that are like, and that's some that, parts are oily. And so I have combo skin. That's why I know. That's something that guys, especially, I have no idea about any of that Well, stuff. the thing is there is a really big market at the moment for gender neutral products or even men's like skincare and, and beauty. There's like a gaping a, hole for men's makeup out there. Like, yeah, I, no, but the, it's happening like yeah. especially there's one brand in new york can't remember the name of it but it had like evan mock as like a creative director or something yeah and it's just a huge opportunity market because thinking about things like the manscape there is like a bigger conversation about like grooming and stuff not well not that kind of grooming but like you know beauty <laughs> kind of stuff yeah and i think yeah that was a smart move because there is products for combination skin but he was like his usp was really about having one focus on combo skin it was like a dedicated product and yeah. And then basically he had blown up a bit on TikTok. Like the whole thing was done by him. He was his own marketing manager and he'd built it organically up until this point. And obviously the Udi guy was like, I could tell that that was the guy. He was like, this is the guy that's going to help me. Yeah. The Shopo girl, he went in on it as well. He yeah. ended up going with It was with a good Udi. idea. Good yeah. Branding. And the branding was really good. It was How very, yeah, it was very considered. And also like, yeah, beauty is a huge industry. Like it would take one deal with like stocking in Mecca or maybe Sephora, but probably Mecca because it's Australian owned to completely take that product to yeah. like mass awareness. So there was another, so there was another woman who, this was a funny one. So she comes in, so she tells the story, which is again, tearjerker. So she's like, I was living in England and then my mom called me and was like, I have cancer, I came home. And she's like, I was spending all these nights in the, in the ward with my mom. Like, oh, I wish we could watch a movie. So she's like, huh, I'm going to invent. So like says the word like invent or create or something like a portable projector. But it looks like a Smeg appliance. Mm. So it has this. Oh, I remember seeing it before I left the room. Yeah. So she's like selling. So she tells the story and then just like, you know, so the story's there and they're all like, oh, and it's like projecting on the side of a combi van. She's like, you you can like watch it anywhere. And then they're like, so do you make this? Or like basically, she's like, I distribute it in Australia. And they were just like, so who makes it? And they're like, she's like, a factory in China. And I was like, they just got turned off immediately. And I was like, I don't know how you even got the show. Like, you you can't just say. You're a dropshipper. Yeah, she's like, I'm a dropshipper and here's the story about my mom which actually was sweet but I was just like but the thing is that you have heaps of these portable projectors like you can even get them on Shein and like you know AliExpress and people flip them on Depop and yeah. stuff and like, she's like oh and like the Kardashians were really fucking with it and I was like but you don't own the patent or anything and she's like no and I was like okay this is a case of a bad pitch and a bad yeah. I mean she'll make money she's gonna make money regardless not, you don't need a shark yeah you know what I mean well taking it back to where we were which was analyzing ads something that did pop up that is a good one to refer to is Kith, just going for these legacy names for their campaigns. Obviously, they got Jerry Seinfeld and that was a big deal. Ronnie is just out here doing his thing. Like, he's playing his Nepo baby cards and it's a good alignment for him. He's picking dudes that are lifetime ambassadors. Realistically, like, he's hitting all target demos. He got Logan Roy. Yeah. Brian Cox in the ad. Uh, well, it's probably more like a Following- lookbook editorial. 
editorial yeah. shoot. Following the um, Jerry Seinfeld yeah. a few months ago. Yeah, exactly. Really and new. it's such a good get because it's like so New York, first of all. But Op- the opulent. Yeah, opulent New York, but also like this country club aesthetic. You know, now the dudes that already wear Kith have a reason to buy it for their dads or their dads are going to start paying attention. It's almost like a whole new market for him. Yeah. And also kind of ages up the brand in a way that like <laughs> – one time I remember saying to my friend Alex and she was like, shut it down so fucking fast. I, I only said this because I someone else had said it to me, but I was like, oh, I guess like Noah's kind of like the new Supreme. She fucking laughed at my face. was like, oh my God, no. Noah is like old man Supreme. And I remember that conversation and I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I was just saying what some other maybe older guys were saying <laughs> to me. I'm like, no, Supreme will, I mean, obviously Supreme isn't what it used to be because now it's uh, been bought on that. I think what Ronnie's done here with Kith is essentially done the Noah model where it's like you can wear this up until the older ages and I think that getting Ryan Cox in that obviously I'm still missing succession as are a lot of people so you know if you could get James Gandolfini back from the dead to star in a lookbook then that would be the same impact so gotta give a shout out to that campaign weren't we also toying with who did heaven get they got Pamela Anderson right recently yeah Pamela who would be the next but like who would be the next kind of underrated kind of legacy celebrity that would just be sitting there be like perfect for who for heaven for heaven yeah i mean they've kind of got a lot of them getting paris hilton was a big one like who hasn't had a look and then everyone's just sleeping on well them? i'm surprised that they didn't get devon aoki because acne got devon and isabella burley is now at acne yeah as cmo and her and ava from heaven are besties so you know they must be fighting over the same talent at this point i feel like if they got like sabrina the teenage witch that would be like no some, that's like too that. much of a deep cut though like one thing they've done is like pick people that are quite well known even if they're underground you know what i mean like yeah. melissa joan hunt hasn't done anything big in a long time like alicia silverstone would be a better get because yes she's still acting like she did take a big break but then she kind of had her adult career as well you know she's they should get a big company was it someone else yeah she does she has the brushes the eco tools i think it's her... i think she does eco tools but you know like someone like rachel bilson from the oc summer i'm yeah. surprised they haven't tapped her because yeah. she was like a y2k princess yeah, like or they, a misha they, barton you know i mean if, if they brought the if they did like a 20th anniversary oc campaign, yeah like that and that would be cute like I like think, with all of them imagine like yeah. seth ryan yeah if they could stuff. get all of them that would be amazing like for well, the one like tree hill cast especially would be yeah. crazy get the one tree hill cast you know like that would also be very cute yeah but did you hear about supreme no, I haven't heard anything. So the guy, do you know Tremaine, the guy who got tapped to be the creative director? Yeah, yeah. He just quit. Oh, shit. And he's like calling them out for being, having like a racist culture and Ooh, stuff. Whoa. Which is literally unfolding. So that's, that is the supreme tea that's happening right now. Interesting because like they are quite diverse externally. Yeah. But, but you know, only, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. He's only tell. been there for 18 months or something, which is, would kind of suck if you got, you know, I imagine he had a lot of respect for the brand and then it's like, don't meet your heroes sometime. You don't necessarily need to get it. I mean, obviously if, if the bag is there, but sometimes you look behind the curtain, it's a bit rough. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to see the sausage getting made because it's problematic. <laughs> it's like the time I got a job at a cafe near my house. And I failed because I couldn't make the coffees and then I could never go back. <laughs> I was like, I've ruined it for me. Yep. Yeah. So that is our lives for the last 10 days. So we've been eating well. We've been watching TV. We've been writing books, doing work. It's been active out here outside of the void. Yeah. And you're blessed to get our dulcet tones once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about when you return from Big Sound. 
Anyway, we'll speak to you soon.